I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining. I recently hit episode 200. That was a big milestone, and I took a few days off podcasting just to kind of regroup, and um, I have a lot of beautiful episodes recorded, and I will start rolling those out again uh, twice a week. So thank you so much. Um, Today, I have part two. I invited Sarah Krish back. She um, came on a few months ago. Her Instagram handle is the fly Buddha. She is an incredibly beautiful soul, um, with a powerful story. And in this episode, we hear her, um, journey into plant medicine. And, um, she shares an incredible story of healing and beauty and really excited to bring this all to you as plant medicine has been a massively healing modality for me as it has been for many others. Um, And in this episode, I think it takes away the stigma, the fear, the confusion, the judgment of it. And you really hear the beauty um, that's afforded when we really live in harmony with this earth and the plants and nature that we are so intended to live in. So thank you for joining this. My dear sister, Sarah, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and everyone enjoy. Well, sis, you're back round two. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast. I loved our first episode. How are you? I'm I'm really wonderful. I'm I'm in the middle of an intense spring cleaning. Mm. Um, I have gotten rid of so many things in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm sitting in my newly painted what was a bedroom that I'm now going to turn into my living space. It's bright white. I have nine windows. There's so much sunshine and beautiful landscape to see. So I'm putting my bedroom in the living room and my living room in my bedroom. (laughs) That's awesome. Good. Good. I love it. There are no more rules to play by. It's just B. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So things feel very exciting. That's awesome. Okay, so we last chatted and you we're about to embark on a beautiful ceremony and Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to hear sis. Tell me about, and and everyone listen real quick, just a, just a preface. There's so many different modalities of healing, breath work, meditation, uh, workshops, experiential plant medicine is one of those modalities. And, and everyone finds their own path, finds their own healing, but you stepped into that modality of plant medicine. And I can't wait to hear what your experience was like. It's uh, I'm really excited to be sharing because I haven't shared a lot. Um, you know, I know that you've been through and we haven't gone through, through the details of it, but um, perhaps you understand that it's, it's so unique. It's so out there that I'm actually ready and willing to talk about it in my everyday conversations, but I think people kind of go cross-eyed when they listen to me, (laughs) but it feels so real. 
to me. So, you know, it belongs anywhere. Um, So nine, eight, eight, nine years ago, um, I came across this beautiful soul who was at the time a yoga instructor. And he was going on his first ayahuasca journey. And so that little seed of curiosity got planted in my mind and him and another buddy went and they came back to tell their stories. And I wasn't even ready to understand or uh, lean toward that at that moment in my life. And so I've just been aware of its presence, but not at all interested And then I had another friend a few years ago talk about mushrooms and show me the studies about depression and, you know, understanding that it's coming into our lives, not as just a recreational drug, but as a healing modality. And then maybe a year ago, you know, there's this natural progression of me getting closer and closer to doing it myself. Um, A great girlfriend of mine did um, the Cambo and she mm-hmm. did a mushroom ceremony. And this is where I started really feeling into my time. My mm-hmm. time has come. Uh, and then this guy that I had met eight years ago popped back into my life just serendipitously and was talking about how he leads these journeys. And I called him immediately and said, I have no idea what to expect, but I just feel like a magnet. I'm being pulled to a very gentle, healing, warm hug-like experience. Uh, What should I do? And he led me. It was a combination of um, Taj Mahal mushrooms and ayahuasca blended into this heart-shaped chocolate. Yes, 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 exactly. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I went with only the intention of seeing God in everything. Mm. Uh, I really thought that I would be seeing the energies of, uh, you know, the tree outside swirling and twirling. And I thought with my eyes in this physical realm, I would be seeing things as God. Mm. Okay. Well, I was blown off my rocker with what actually (laughs) happened. (laughs) So, I guess I was a bit stubborn and um, I did a dose and these two beautiful souls next to me took a little bit more and I watched them immediately go into their medicine Mm. and night and day. One is so very calm and chill and he's just has his hands over his chest and a little baby notebook that, you know, he pops up from time to time and writes something. And then the woman next to me is deep in it and the sobbing and the laughing and the dancing and moving. And I'm observing and I lie back and I close my eyes and I just feel so at peace. I felt like I was fully in my body, Mm. fully with my soul, but nothing crazy was happening yet. And so a few hours later, that's what it felt like. I believe it was like two in the morning Uh and we started at 730. Uh I come up to the top of my mat and I sit in front of my guide and I said, it all just kind of feels quite normal, like peaceful. And he said, okay, take some more. (laughs) So these two friends next to me are packing up and going home Mm. at three, four in the morning. And I'm just entering the medicine. Wow. And then I had this beautiful guide all to myself. And 
the, the, there are about three monumental moments inside of this experience. One, behind my eyes, I saw all of the energy, just like I thought I would see with my eyeballs wide open, mm-hmm. but I saw it behind my eyes. And it was, it was this beautiful like kaleidoscope thing that I was just watching and watching all the energy move behind my eyes. And then here come two majestic felines with beads all over their sweet faces and they're white and they have these crowns on and they are shooting up into the universe. And the voice to me inside of me, you know, says, I know them. I've been with them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that seed got planted and I opened my eyes and I was expressing this to my guide. And as the words came out of my mouth, I know them. I started sobbing. Mm. It was like the deepest, you know, sobs. And, And then I stated, this is grief. And grief just flew out of my body for, you know, what seemed like an hour. And I would calm and I'd speak some more. And then my voice would crack and something else would come brewing up. And so I was shown a few different moments of my life, cancer, one of them, me as a ballerina when I was little. And, um, and I just grieved these moments. And I was, I was just so fascinated with the, the coherency that mm-hmm. I held through this entire time mm-hmm. and the choice The choice that I could open my eyes and I could be in conversation just like this, or I could go inward and I could gather more and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. So maybe five times I said, okay, I can pack up my bag now and get in my car and go home. And then I'd close my eyes again and (laughs) something else would come to me and I'd stay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, oh, it was so magnificent. It was so gentle so loving and beautiful. Mm. Um, I'm going back. I'm Good. doing it again. Good. Yes. That, yes. That lineage that you, the, the, you and I have done the same lineage. So uh-huh. the, the boiled wrapped heart. Uh, chocolate <laughs> wrap. yep. uh-huh. And it is, it is so beautiful. It's just the best. It's just so beautiful and God is beautiful and everything is beautiful. It's just like, yeah. yes. <sighs> mm-hmm. So my, good. uh, guide Wolf is his name. He, I said, you know, I really, I just had this one, I guess, expectation of what this experience would be like. And it was that I would see all the energies with my eyes open, like basically a hallucination or a trip, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh, well, do you want to see some shape shifting? Do you want to see into other dimensions? And I sat right up at the edge of my mat and said, yes. Yeah. And he said, look into this eye and stare into the colored part of my eye and visualize an infinity symbol. And the second I went in and we're about, you know, six inches, 12 inches apart. And the second I went into that eyeball and saw this figure eight, his face started to fade. The room on my left faded away and we were in the universe. Mm -hmm. And for me, it felt as though we were stars in the universe as our purest form. And 
and it was dark. And I remember feeling, oh, this isn't scary. This, you know, this is so black. Why am I not scared here? Why am I not in fear? And then this white light came like prismy from the left onto my left shoulder. And it was a great remembering of the truth of who we are. And it was like we were there as stars, stardust, one with the universe, our souls, and everything else had faded away. And we were in that for about a minute and then we came out and, and then the rest of the journey was this very light filled. Uh, I just, I felt like I said, Oh, this is an integration. And I brought grace into my body where that grief left. Oh, it was so beautiful. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. This Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I, <feel> like, <laughs> I understand. You know, when, when I talk to people too, and, and there's everyone, and this is not just, I think with plant medicine, it's just how humanity is. They bring their judgments mm-hmm. to every bit of information and they, we cloud it so often with judgment and per, perceived what will happen. But Getting over that and actually overcoming that judgment and just sitting and being, it is the most profound. I healed more my first night in ayahuasca than I did two years in therapy every single week. It is, and it, to feel safe in your own body is such a beautiful, and I, and I think people too have the, because media of course skews and inverts everything. Like when I say psychedelic, everyone's going to say, you know, the sitar and, you know, like (laughs) sure that can probably be an experience if you so choose, but that's not the only experience. And certainly that um, doesn't have to be anyone's experience for, for the medicine, but it's, uh, it's such a beautiful modality. It's how humans have existed on this planet since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there was so much for me to quiet and release that was put into my psyche, my realm of understanding, my belief system about plant medicine mm. because I didn't grow up hearing those two words yeah. combined. It was drugs. Drugs, yep. Yeah, these were not doses of medicine. They were recreational drugs that you take because you don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so even when I heard that experience that my friend had some years ago as an introductory to ayahuasca, they said the same thing, you know, this healing that occurred in an, an overnight session was bigger than anything they had ever felt in our traditional therapies. Mm-hmm. And having held my master's in psychology, I was so very skeptical mm-hmm. because I thought that for sure you had to sit in a room and talk about all the things until you couldn't talk about them anymore. And I couldn't believe in that power Mm. at that time. Mm. And so it has taken me almost a decade to shed all of that. Mm. 
And now, you know, there's this little tiny particle back there in the back of my mind that is like, you know, are they, is this person ready to hear? Is this audience ready to hear that I've had an experience mm. with what they might be still thinking of as drugs? Right, right. <laughs> will, they, will they appreciate what I'm sharing and the messages held here? Will they feel the power? Um, you know, I told my parents. I didn't tell them that I, when I was going into it mm. because I just wanted to keep it sacred. sacred. Yep. So, yeah, after I had it, I called my brother on, on the way home. I got his voicemail and I left him the vo best voice message. <laughs> he played it back to me a week later. <laughs> and then I talked to my mom and dad the next day and um, I expressed everything. And it felt so good to say it just as it is mm. and have zero concerns because it it is my reality. It is my realm of understanding. It is my experience. Yeah. It was just as clear as you and I sitting here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Can I give you some feedback? And this is positive feedback is I see your cadence is so much smoother. <gasps> ah. it's like It's like your cadence got smoothed out. Ah. And I've only noticed I'm listening because I remember I listen to cadence from people talking and your cadence is just so much. It's more you brought in grace and here mm. grace is. It's really cool. It's really, really cool yeah. to see and listen to you and look at you and like, OK, yeah. grace has been invited in and now grace can come from within. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you. Mm. I've been feeling it when I go into sessions with my clients and it's, it's difficult. It's challenging because it's new territory. I, I always invite spirit God to come in and move through me, giving me the messages that my clients need. But now it's another level where I almost feel myself pulling back because I don't know where it's going to take me. <laughs> and I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth yeah. without a new level, yeah. a, le a new level of comfort. So I'm in a playground right now mm. and it feels so good. So I see it in my sessions and I see it when I'm leading yoga. I'm really going back into that space, you know, mm. back here inside of me for the most divine messages to come through. It's been wonderful. It, meditate i could i was not uh capable of meditation until after plant plant medicine and now i can get into med like if i do yin yoga yeah. i am right back in that space like it is it i have chills right now like yin yoga can take me right into that space of i'm i'm uh it's so beautiful but now that my body knows, like Ram Dass said, I think, I don't know his exact quote, but the philosophical point he was making was he started with plant medicine and then he moved into meditation to, so you don't know, no longer need that. And that's one way to, to go down the path. The other path is the shaman route and always sit with the plants and meet, both are needed and all is needed. And it's so interesting, this word drug. It is such a low vibrational word. It's a Doug drug. 
uh, it's a D word. D is synonymous with death, dying, done. There is an end to this, but medicine like truly is life giving earth receiving medicine. It is the complete opposite. And when like, you know, I, we were in the, the truth movement and it's like, wow, even people that are truthers still have that programming of drug. And I'm like, well, who, can, can you sue the pharmaceutical industries? Can you sue the, the vaccine companies? No, but who benefits from then your belief structure that plant medicine is bad, but their medicine quote unquote is good. It's such a misnomer. It's so misleading. And to hear these stories and to share these beautiful stories and you said it sacred. Mm -hmm. Like I honor it's sacred and everyone gets to have their own sacred experience. That sacredness is not found in a steeple and a church and a mosque or a, a, um, you know, temple or, you know, anywhere else, sacredness is found within. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I felt so at peace and I, I wish there was another word that I could use to express what I was feeling as I was just lying there. And this was before I had the visuals. This was leading up to my moment, but I felt like I was sitting in my soul, with my soul, mm. wholly there. And I have, I have many peaceful moments. I experience a very peace-filled life, a very quiet life. Um, my mind is very quiet. But it was like even more so in this moment. My head wasn't taking me anywhere. I was just right there. I suppose my soul was driving that moment. And we were just still. It was so cool. And then the nights after, I was having experiences in my dream state that were very much like those moments behind my eyes. And they got less and less as the days progressed past my ceremony. But I couldn't hold on to them as vividly as... I could when I was sitting and I, I found that part very fascinating too. the ability to retain all of what I heard and saw that the guy next to me doing the journaling notes, the guide ended up saying, you know, you might find that that's actually pulling you out of your experience. And maybe if you just put the notebook down and go deeper into the moment, trust that you will remember and, and that the medicine is doing whatever it needs to be doing and it's living in you now. So that part just blew my mind how much I was able to recall following that day. Mm. And I want more. I want so much more. Yeah, because there is more. That's the cool thing. So much like, more. There's so, there's so much more. There's so much what? more. You know, the, I don't know what journey that I was on. Um, 
one, one of the themes for me that's been consistent in every single journey that I've had has been something to do with my hands. And the first night, so I even objectively knew what I was doing was like, I would be like, okay, that person's definitely on a substance or something (laughs) had I saw myself, but I was going, I am here with you and I am here for you. I am here with you and I am here for you. And I'm saying this over and over and over. My hands keep going down and out, like serving, like I'm pulling out of a well for people. And I was asking who is here with me? Am I here with me? Am, who's the, I am here with you and I am here for you. Am I speaking to humanity or am I speaking for myself to myself? I mean, it was like very interesting. Yes. And then later in that night, and this is the first night I ever was on the medicine, my hands became like flaming hot. Cause I grew up in violence and, and horrible things that happened to me from hands and I've never hurt people with my hands. I've always didn't want to hurt, you know, it was like trying not to hurt others with my hands, but then my hands started burning and, and not in a bad way, but just like got really hot. And I was like, Oh, my hands heal. Mm. Oh, my hands heal. And, and then I was brought back to, I'm here with you. I'm here for you. And then every journey since I didn't know what mudras were, but I started doing mudras like in this coded thing. <laughs> And then the next day on Instagram, I see what mudras were. And I was like, what the heck? I have children. I'm like, it was exactly what I was doing. I didn't even know what they were. <laughs> it's such cool stuff that access and it's all healing. And when I do the mudras now, I feel the connected power of that. Oh my goodness. So awesome. Oh. I, speaking of hands, I was just doing a lot of, you know, I would like look up, my eyes are closed and I'm talking about what I'm seeing and I'm, my hands would be up here. And, you know, like I'm I, almost like I was watching a screen up mm-hmm. above and I don't know, this hand, yeah. <laughs> this hand was like getting the dust out of the way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but to have a video, <laughs> to yeah, totally. have a video in the corner, <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh. Did, what was, um, so walk me through, um, walk me through the beginning of the ceremony and the intention because oh, set yeah. and setting is so important in the yes. going yes. in. So walk me through like what, what the beginning of the night was like for you. Yes. Uh, when we arrived, you know, the ambiance is so beautiful. Candles lit. Mm. Wolf had all of this medicine. Uh, he comes into town for five, six days and he does all the ceremonies. So he likes to pull out all the medicine and use that energy in our circle. And, and there were five of us total. And I picked my spot right in front of him. Uh, he said, it's always neat to see where you sit. So I was front and center. Um, and we started with an easy, uh, ohm chanting meditation. Uh, we did, Hapa. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I've never inhaled anything into my sweet nose. And so this was tobacco powder in his palm that he would put in a straw and then put it into your nostril and you take a few breaths and then hold your breath. And then he puffs it up into your nose and you could feel it go right, you know, through the third eye into the crown chakra and Mm. I felt immediately elevated. It was a very floaty, wow. 
sharp experience. And then he did the other nose. So he started with that one option to do fire water in your eyes, which I said, no, thank you to this yeah. time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and these were all with in intention to ground us, to clear us. Mm -hmm. He did everything with us as well. So he was in the medicine the entire time too. He would show us what to expect. He would do it first. Mm -hmm. And then he played the drum and he did some chanting. Um, very, um, you know, there was a lot of language or, you know, I want to say scripture, but I don't know what the right word is. But he would say, you know, the same thing often like calling in the guides and, mm. um, and surrounding us and holding us. And it was so beautiful. Um, he played a flute, so mm. some instruments, and then we could lie back and we were just in stillness for a bit. And then there was an option to do the mushroom powder mixed with honey. Wow. And so I said yes to that. And then we broke our chocolates and did that. And then I lied back and beautiful music was playing. And I was just really observing for those first couple of hours. And I suppose because it's my first time that that is a piece of what I needed was to just hang back in peace and watch others, observe others, soak them up. Um, and then, and then I took the, the more <laughs> and then, and I went. Wow. Oh. It what um now now coming out of it now having this experience even looking at you and that glow and that the the love and the knowing where do you think the perception is missed oh you know well okay here's what comes right away is uh i have been pulled to say over this year that when we bring it back to the basics, you and I spoke about this, bringing it back to the basics, yeah. it is almost too simplistic that it just goes over our heads. Mm. We can't believe or fathom that it is that simple, that living here in a joy-filled, peace-filled, healthy way is that simple. So I would say, as we are returning our sweet souls back home, to mother earth to the truth of who we are to our oneness with one another as well as earth um that then we understand oh you know my feet on the ground is healing my face in the sun is healing mm. this mushroom is healing this you know tea is healing earth is healing life is healing yes simple Mm, that's so beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah, the it's interesting. The mushrooms and the the ayahuasca and the chocolate. It's such what, what people, everyone listening, like. There's you know you can do the tea and the brew, and that is that can be that that's one great medicine. There's a lot of purging in that. The nice thing with the mushrooms and the ayahuasca combination is it is it's just more gentle and sit in more allows for beingness. Like when you're saying, you know, you felt like your soul was there. It's like, there is a sense of 
being. And when the ego goes away, and this is where people, I actually re- I recommend there has to be a, we have to have good emotional intelligence going into plant medicine because the ego goes completely away and then you're left with your soul and you're left with and if we have traumas that we haven't processed or faced early on these will come to the surface and in a non-traumatic way however sometimes people can relive something they're not quite ready or don't have the skills or tool sets to handle and yet there's no better time and place to process this. Yeah, absolutely. I felt, well, again, fascinated. I was fascinated as I sat here with these four other humans also in the medicine. And I remember noting, no one has to be anything here. Mm, yeah, It was the coolest yeah. thing because if I needed to, you know, cover my head and, go inward and just be in my cocoon and and this person wanted to dance and that person wanted to you know get up and make food like whatever you needed to do we were in complete honoring of whatever our highest self wanted to do in that moment you know like you just start talking if you want to start talking you you lie back and and tune inward if you want, or be in conversation if you want. Yeah, I really remember that being a very special aha while I was sitting there. We didn't need to be anything. And, yeah. and speaking to the ego, you know, yeah, we're just really all just let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you reminded me to talk about the other people that first night I'm there laying by this um, swimming pool area. And I, feel like someone is to the left of me. And I, I look over and there's another woman laying by the pool. Um, and we're under the stars and it's pitch black out and just beautiful. And I'm laying there. And then I hear, tell her she's safe. And I lean over and I, I go, excuse me. So, and she's like, yes, I go, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I, I want you to know you're safe. And she goes, what? I go, you're safe. And she continued on. I don't know what happened the rest of the night until the next morning in integration, she starts crying that men have always hurt her and taken advantage of her. And the masculine energy has always wanted something in me and another uh, beautiful soul that was there. Another guy said something very similar to her. And I'm like, wow, Wow. He just listening to that message come through and say, tell her she's safe. Like, I don't even know, (laughs) but it didn't matter. There was none of that. It was just being beautiful and she received it and it healed something of her that we don't want anything from you. We're just going to hold space for you and tell you we love you and you're safe. It, it makes me immediately think about all of the wisdom that we hold within that we stop ourselves from saying Mm. because the ego comes in and says who are you to say that you can't say that they're gonna think you're weird you're gonna look weird you know yada 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 but we do hold so much medicine through our expression of our divine wisdom that we each uniquely hold you know like those little pieces of a trillion piece puzzle 
And if we're not sharing those things that come, you know, rushing up, bubbling up, we stop because our ego says, oh, you can't say that, Mm. you know, then we miss out. I've been in this conversation a lot, actually, in this last week or two with clients about, you know, put your medicine on the table and then it's up to them to pick it up. Oh, that is. You got to put it on the table. Good. That's so, yeah. yeah, Put it on the, put your medicine on the table. Right? Yeah, the thing that you feel called to say, if you know it's coming from your heart space, mm. then just say it. We, we, we have to stop this. What are they going to think? What are they going to say? I don't know. I don't want to hurt their feelings. <sighs> bah, you know, wow. it's medicine. Wow. <sighs> okay. Ever, yes. I was going to ask, have you ever done float tank? No, but that's another thing that oh, you know, years yes, ago was a yeah. seed planted. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful experience too, that now that you've done that one yes. and being able to, to explore that space, I've had the most incredible experience. One time I was in a float tank. So in 2019, I gave this keynote and I was the MC for this private, um, the global elite on this private cruise in China and Japan. And it was very wild, but before I'd ever entered the cruise ship, I was in a float tank and all of a sudden I flew into the stage in the stage of this giant cruise ship, like an, an arena or auditorium. And I flew right in and I heard I, these words were running through my mind. I am in my body, but my body is not me. I am in my body and my body's not me. Look at my eyes. Listen to my words. I am in my body and my body is not me. And so this isn't a float tank. And I literally flew like feet first and then landed on the stage. And I could, I could see it and I never entered it. And then when I eventually did go into the cruise ship, I was like, what the heck? It was exactly, exactly what I saw. It was so weird. Mm, and then I gave a talk and they yeah. fired me the next day. <laughs> they talked about the beauty of humanity and they sent me home. But no, that doesn't matter. That's all part of the fun of this journey. Attaboy. That's right. But all these experiences, there's so much more. This is where, and you were going to say something. I want to hear that. But uh, just, uh, I'm, I am, I want to say low vibe words. I'm just... Hmm. I'm, I want to say bummed and astounded, but that's not really it. I'm blown away that people don't want to exp- experience more. Mm. Oh yes. So much more. Yes. Yeah. There's so much packed tight into that. Isn't there? Yeah. You know, the shackles that keep people exactly where they are. Yeah. Yes. You know, I've been questioned in my journey of spiritual expansion, which, you know, maybe about 10 years ago really started to shift. Um, Those closest to me would really be baffled by my constant yearning, desire, excitement, seeking Mm. more. Because, you know, uh, hmm, it, it, it has nothing to do with deservingness. It was just, I believe, a simple, like, generational story that was you have a roof over your head, 
you have food on the table, you're good. Be grateful. Yeah. 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 And then somewhere in there, the translation was lost and it got mangled into if I have these things and I still want more then you are ungrateful, which doesn't equate. Right. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, so I was a bit misunderstood and, and quite challenged by those closest to me as I was seeking new and more and higher and bigger and deeper Yeah. Um, because it looked like I was chasing something. Mm-hmm. And how I know it now is that there's no stopping. There is no stopping. There's no finish line. I'm not heading to, you know, a point on the map that, you know, then I celebrate. Mm-hmm. This is an every moment practice of a bigger, better way, yes. a higher way. And it never stops. Right. I don't see it ever stopping. That's right. I've been, I heard, um, I feel like God tell me to start saying these words. When I talk about love, it's infinite and unconditional infinite and unconditional, the infinite and unconditional love of God, the infinite, meaning there's, it's always infinite. And if it's infinite, there's always more. And if there's always more then we always get to receive and be in more. And there is no judgment in it. It is infinite and it is unconditional. It is infinite and it is unconditional. Therefore. Yes. 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 Oh, there's, more and more and more. And there's this truth in not living on yesterday's experience, but every day is the new experience in the infinite and unconditional. Like we don't live on last week's meal or yesterday's shower. Mm-hmm. perhaps or you know, you, you know shower whatever you know it's COVID time or whatever <laughs> but uh you know like we we daily it's something new we brush our teeth every day it's always also more with God and spirit and 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 yet we have this saying and it's floating around a lot right now which can be very confusing history repeats itself Mm. because it is leading and guiding and way showing right now given what we are moving through the statement is very powerful and true um but if we continue to go back and look back then we are just creating a pattern of what was back there. Yeah. <sighs> it's interesting. I was talking to a buddy last night where, you know, the, the, where we are with the vaccine and people just taking it and thinking it's virtuous and all the things that are happening when heat gets applied to an atom it moves faster when cold gets applied, it moves slower or whoever's a scientific mind, whatever, you know, like the particles move faster <laughs> with heat huh? they're heated up and they move slower when they're cooled down. And so everything is speeding up right now because the light is increasing so much so that it is going to blow by. We, this, this phase, this time, may have been seven years of time, but it will be seven months of time. It will go so quickly. 
And why I'm, I don't know why I feel shared to say that other than mm. there. I don't know. There's just this awakening in the beingness. Time is moving so fast, but yet when we're in the being, mm-hmm. is there time? There is no time. It's just yeah. now. Yes. Yes. Now. Yes. And, and perhaps a bit of that connection was this, you know, history repeats itself. And if we keep, if we keep our awareness and our consciousness back there, then I do feel like it's this slow, sludgy journey, (laughs) slow, sludgy journey of more of what was. And to your point, we are lifting up out of that slow sludgy and we are getting freed to move at this new lightning bolt speed into a new way. It is like us going into our plant medicine and having our quantum healing. Yes, That is what's happening here for the collective, for the earth, for humanity, for all of existence is a very quick healing, Mm. deep, healing yeah Mm. this is such a cool time it's such a cool time i um a buddy of mine who's studying aikido in intensive three-month intensive right now he was teaching me teaching me about the fascia Mm. and the fascia is is a spiral from our foot to the head of our the crown of our head it's a spiral in our body and when he said that I, i felt like that's in a way when history repeats, it's we're coming back around, but we're actually at a higher perspective Ah. every time until it gets tighter and tighter. So it might feel like, Oh, we've, we've seen this before, but it's actually a different perspective and we are ascending. um, And perhaps seeing it like, Oh, I recognize you, but I'm not, I'm not down there anymore. Yes. I see you. Yes whatever yeah that's beautiful i love that visual because mm, you know when we go back and you know whether we're sitting in a session in a ceremony or with self and we go back into something that was perhaps a trauma Mm. or a pain point in our life and it's years past or we have done spiritual work and we have healed a bit we are vibing at a new level and so that new level of consciousness allows us to go back and experience the trauma look at it be with it breathe with it feel it but because we have a higher consciousness we are at a higher level we don't get pulled down into it and we can look at it with our new tools our new lens Mm. and that is where we are right now as a macro experience right new tools new awareness Hmm. so cool do you feel uh, like now more than ever we are really just peeling (laughs) i feel like we are just peeling and i don't i don't want to say this to feed any divide conversation you know conversation but i just feel like we are really peeling away in such a big, thick, heavy, yes. good, you know, good way. Yeah. We're peeling away from all of that that was just this junky way of living 
that, you know, so many, the majority, we didn't know. We just didn't know. And now I look at, I can hardly go through Instagram any longer. <laughs> I, I just, I, I have zero patience for anything that's happening in that matrix and, and in the 3D and the lower vibration. I just can't believe that I lived 38 years with that as my go-to yeah. to create my life, my existence, my next steps. Yeah, yeah your value, your, all the things it's, you know, you're talking about peeling. That's a really beautiful um, way to say it. Yesterday I said, it's the time of choosing. And I, and I'm going to explore this idea with, with you and everyone listening, because I don't want people to get stuck on. So a couple of years ago, I, I, when I left Christianity, I stopped, I, we used to be a preacher, ran a ministry, did all this stuff, hardcore. In fact, when my wife met me, who's Jewish and, and she said, um, are you a fundamentalist? And I was like, I've never heard that question before. And I go, I've never even was asked or contemplated even that word. I was like, fundamentalist. I was like, yeah, I'm a fundamentalist, but I put the fun back in fundamentalism as a joke and we we're laughing. She's like, okay, but I was pretty hardcore. Okay. I was hard, hardcore. Um, but it was based in my pain and based in like trying to hold on to like what I gathered for myself. And I became a prolific stone thrower and I could stone people from a mile away. And mm-hmm. Now in this time, I, I haven't hung out with too many Christian people that I used to, um, be around, but I did go a couple of years ago to this retreat with these Christian leaders. These men invited a whole bunch of younger men. I was, I was the only one in the thirties who was married. The rest were late twenties, single guys, really cool guys. I had a great time, but I had this dream. So I'm just giving context to, I was wrestling with something, I guess, in my sleep. And I woke up at four in the morning, like, boom. And I wrote it down. A lake has an inlet and an outlet. A lake has an inlet and an outlet. And this was reverberating through me. A lake has an inlet and an outlet. So bringing it back to the time of choosing. The book of Revelation brings a lot of fear and confusion and all sorts of narrative is wrapped in this timeline that happens to be pretty accurate to the day we are living in right now. But it says death and hell are cast into the lake of fire. And Jesus references the lake of fire and talks to people that he says, depart from me. I never knew you and the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So this concept of the lake of fire, fire and brimstone, fire, destruction, fire, destruction is used to scare people. And we know that scaring people and controlling them never leads to, you know, virtuous freedom. And but I was struggling. God is love. I know that I did this podcast. I let why I left Christianity to find the love of God. And you want to know the love of God. You have to find the God of love. It's that simple. And, and so I woke up, a lake has an inlet and an outlet. So if God is love and he is love, God, even saying he is a misnomer. God is not a man. It's just the masculine form, Yeah. but God is love. So if he brings people into a lake of fire. And it also says that God is fire. Mm. 
God is light. What is the light that we know of? It is a, it is a source of fire. So it is not to, to punish or condemn. It is not condemning. It is a purifying. So I think those that it is such an interesting time. I don't think that there's anything to fear. Even those that choose to explore this reality in that matrix and go to the furthest extent of that matrix, God still brings them back to source to himself in his very bosom. And then a lake has an inlet and an outlet. They come in and eventually they go out. So this is all that was running through my head when I woke up at four in the morning and writing all this stuff down. So then I'm searching the Bible and I'm like, wait, what does it say? Who does it say that it's tormented forever? Are they forever tormented? And there's only one noun that says is tormented forever. And that is the devil. And devil is the opposite of lived D E V I L L I V E D. So the, the entity or the concept or the antithesis of life is tormented. Well, what would torment someone who is the antithesis of life when there's no one left to torment? So I think everyone's released when this concept of like where we go, when we go all, we eventually, whether it's the books of the law of one, the books of raw, like we eventually all come back to this place. And so the peeling off, you're saying, I'm going to listen, sorry, I'm going on a long tangent, but the peeling off is only our souls choosing to explore even still. Yeah. But God is love to those who chose to peel off into the matrix. Yeah. And yeah. God is love to those who want the new earth now, but eventually all come back yes. to the source. Beautifully said. I have been in a very quiet couple of months, you know, for, for probably six months in 2020, I was that truth sharer, truth mm-hmm. seeker. Mm-hmm truth feeler. I wanted it all to be known. And I really felt called that it was my job to do so. Mm. So in these last couple of months, I have felt very quiet, the exact opposite. And I still hear people having the experience that is opposite of me, very different than me, but I feel nothing inside to say anything to, to educate nothing. I don't feel anything. I really feel like I'm holding space for every one of us to have our own unique journeys. And I did a story about this the other day, just saying, you know, when I'm out in the world moving around with people and I'm having my earthly experience, it's very hard and frustrating even to hear people celebrate that they have received their vaccine and that they have been doing A, B, and C. And, you know, I just want to share with them that I've done the complete opposite and I am I'm stronger than I've ever been, and you know, but so this is their journey and this is mine. And so as I stand right now, I was even in the kitchen before getting on this podcast with you. My parents just told me that they're getting the vaccine next week Mm. and they dropped it at the end of our conversation, just like that. And as we're saying goodbye and so I'm ping ponging in my mind, is it, Is this something for me to explore with them? Am I to educate and share everything I have viewed or is this their sole contract and this is what they're here to do? And Mm -hmm. it would only cause a tiff between us or a divide or 
as Grandma Alice would say, ski hard feelings. And I just, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't have like a fight in me. It's very different. I'm really at peace. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you, does this resonate or yeah, you? hundred percent. I think about what I was sharing with a buddy last night is, is they've, are, our souls already had chose. So it's not really the time of choosing right now. It's just the revelation of our souls choosing mm. to come into the earth. Ah, you see, it's not, uh, that's what I really feel the energy is, is the souls we already chose and to love them on their journey. God is never, God cannot not love your parents yeah. and God cannot not love you. He cannot not love me. And he cannot not love my perpetrators in my life. Yes. And yet everyone gets because he loves, because God is love, I, because God is love will give yeah. every person what they chose so that they can see that it is God who is love. Mm -hmm. And yes. that we all finally submit one time or another to the infinite and unconditional love that is available now. And some yeah. will have to get brought back into that. And, and beautiful because when they come, what a beautiful story they will have to share. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's how I feel. It's like not the whole, yeah, it's the whole space. And my lately, like I did a podcast with David Nino Rodriguez yesterday and some other guys that are very fiery and Patriot, you know, mm -hmm. the Patriot side which I love and I am such. And yet I felt like my job was to encourage the Patriots that what you hold dear will never be taken from you. Yes. There is nothing to fear. You know, if they're the gun, the gun owner, the guns will never yeah. be taken ever, ever. But the fear that comes from, well, no. Yeah. And those that choose this, we all are in this. This is the time of choosing. I almost posted on Instagram today. This we're in the time of choosing, but then I there's too much context. Like, no, our souls have already chose. It's like the flower bursts at the very end. The seed was planted long ago. Yeah, I think to to maybe just add one simple line is it that you're saying when we aren't in tune with, then we can we can be moving out of alignment with our soul purpose, our soul's choosing, and it's more of a fight and a, yes, uh, yes. you know, we're out of balance, out of whack. Yes. So, so this is the time where, you know, we call it the great awakening. We call it the return home. Mm -hmm. We are coming back into connection with our soul. And that doesn't mean that you're going to go on this 5D journey, perhaps. Maybe you That's do right. hear it and you hear that you're going to go in this direction and, do the medical world and keep saying yes to this. And, uh, you know, this, this I'm very curious about. This is a, a new, a new layer of the understanding for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus did say there that there will be some cast out in utter darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then when I see these reports that people who have gotten the vaccine can't feel God anymore. Yes. That I think is the utter darkness that there and, and, I'm holding space. I'm not, there's, I have zero judgment. I almost want to hold those people and just like, it's almost, I was talking to my brother about the concept of virginity. 
you're a virgin until you're not a virgin. Mm-hmm. You know, not this is no judgment. There's not there's mm-hmm. no judgment to that. The world put judgment on to control, yes. but there is no judgment. It's just it's just something that changes and it's okay. It changed for what it was. We're not trying to it's does this make sense? Like it's um I don't want people to feel bad. Like yes. go fully into your choice and live it, and we will love each other through it. And yet every choice has its own consequence. And just like the food we put into our body, you put healthy and nutritious food, you become what you eat in health and nutrition. You put poison in your body. Yeah. Yeah. You experience disease. And yeah. Yeah. And what I feel the passion about is if a sweet human is making a decision, not in contact with their soul, but rather bombarded with fear. That is one thing. Yes. And those are the people that I want to grab and hold and hug and bust through that shield of fear with warm, healing mm-hmm. love so that they can tune into what they need for their unique individual journey here in this world. And that's the part that, that I might get the most riled up about yeah. right now is that People are out of their bodies. They're out of their power seat. Yes. They're out of control. Yes. And I just want everyone to be making their highest choice, yes. whatever that might be. It's the, it's, the, it's the choosing haphazardly or mindlessly or in a place of fear that uh, I feel, you know, those are the ones I want to be speaking to. Those are the ones I want to call home back into their body. It is not about make the choice I'm making. That's right. Just, like you're saying, make the choice from your heart space. Yes. Hear it within, not out there. Don't yes. listen to them. Listen in here. And then then we're all doing our thing here exactly as we need to be doing it. That's right. I, I think, and I also think it's a beautiful thing to explore calling people, like waking people up. Because even if they do or don't, it's still the dance that you got to dance with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're allowing space for you to try to pull them out of the current. And maybe you do, maybe you don't, maybe they return, maybe they don't, but it's still a dance to the very, until the music stops, we are in this yeah. beautiful dance Yeah. and the fear. And I was confused about this whole, who's going to force, like if, if I have my way, everyone lives to take the vaccine, wear your mask, do yeah. what you want. But if I, they had their way, I can't live. You're trying, you're taking my life in a sense of my freedom. So it's interesting where I was dealing with this, like, well, what's going to happen until I realized, wait, no one ever, that's why I was saying, like, no one was ever going to take yeah. things away. We're not in 1930. We're not in, this is a different these are different souls that are in the bodies now and it is a different time. And so like maybe coming back to history, repeating itself, it's not in that same perspective. It's the higher perspective. And yeah, the narrative of taking guns. No, you're actually not. Yes. And then logically walk that through. I was talking to David Rodriguez on the podcast, the first cop to get shot in the face. Yeah. The second cop thinks twice. The third cop's like, oh, I don't know. Then the military is like, no, yes. practically, yes. it's not going to happen. Yes. We have nothing to fear. We get to walk it. And I don't want violence. I don't want that. I'm just 
practically walking through like well if then no actually it will never <laughs> ever yeah yeah i was speaking to a friend the other night about you know the vaccine passport which we've been talking about for a year like we knew where this was going and yeah. Yeah. i said you know it's I, i'm quite at peace with how this is going. I have no fear that doesn't align with the loudest message I've been receiving for a year that says we are moving into a peace filled world. Yep. So, so, you know, they can play that narrative every two minutes on the news and through social media. I don't care. It doesn't create that reality. It will not happen. Yep. Or if they want to roll it out, it's not going to impact my life. Yep. I don't care if I don't go here. I don't care if I don't go here. I'm going back to the land. That's right. <laughs> My life is going to be very simple. I'm going right. back to what matters. Right. So it's, uh, <sighs> mm. it's like I was teaching my daughter. It, my daughter, my oldest is such a old soul and deep mm. soul. Like she is a teacher. She's really profound. She's nine. And yet the past couple weeks, I would say weeks, maybe a couple months. She's been very articulate in what she wants. She wants a new animal. And she writes these essays of why and she wants a new animal, but we have an animal. We have a dog. He just happens to be very old, fully blind, deaf, can barely smell. <laughs> I, said, I said, how would it feel if we got it? How do you think he would feel? I said, this is not to make you feel bad. I just want you to think through all the perspectives. How do you think he would feel if we got a brand new dog and the brand new dog got all the attention at the twilight of this dog's life who loves you just as much? She's like, probably not as good. I said, okay, now when we put our energy in what we don't have, we will always go to a low vibration. Even if we're the most articulate about it, what I don't have, I want, I want, I want, that's the whole world's I want. Yeah. And it keeps that low versus I am so beyond blessed for what I have. And when I open up to receive more, I will stay in that space of gratefulness. Yes. And this is what I've been teaching her. And I think this is where getting back to getting to the earth Mm-hmm. we have everything we need if like oh i can't travel well it is so beautiful in our backyards or the park so we can get out of these cities and yes. even if it's even i lived in my wife and i lived in texas and now we live in seattle and the two i love you all i love my texans it's not a knock it's just it's more green and vibrant colors up here but I remember being in Texas in the hill country and like this is so beautiful and my point is like wherever we are the beauty is there. The beauty yes. is in the blade of grass. The beauty is in the cherry blossom. The beauty is yeah. here and now, not there and then. Yes, yes, yes. If only I could go on vacation then. If only yes. I could go there yes. then. Yeah. yeah, I could take the same pathway out by the water every single day and something new mm. catches my eye. Something new presents itself. It is a Again, the playground, it's a magical playground and I can keep returning to it if I have the intention to see it all mm. in that moment instead of walking but having my mind in 7 million places. You know, there's so much beauty to take in, like you're saying, right here in this little like block that I live on. Yes, yes. <sighs> and I want to grow my own tomatoes and cucumbers and strawberries and anything yes. anyway, so. 
I'll be fine. Yes, you'll be fine. <laughs> You're so awesome. Yes, <laughs> I love you, and I'm so thankful that you came back on. Thank you for sharing your journey because that yes, that's sacred, like you said. So thank you, and it, it it you just unlocked so many so many souls to say okay, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Ah, oh, thank you. I love you too. Thank you for this continued uh, experience and uh, to many more. Yes, that's right. To many more. <laughs> Sister, thank you again for sharing your story and congratulations on your beautiful journey. And everyone, I bless you. I love you. Everything, everything is going to be okay. This is the time of choosing. This is the time where every soul in its own contract is living its sole purpose out. Detach from what others do say, think, or how they behave around you. Focus on your own inner journey, your own healing. Love, love, love one another. Receive that love. And from receiving that love, pour forth that love into every single soul we encounter. That's what it means to live in sovereignty, in beauty, and in love. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. Thank you for watching, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.